Earthy Girls is a mother-daughter duo who love the planet and all things green. Raquel is a Dallas-based florist, while Rebecca is a lifelong gardener and artist. Together, they co-create beautiful gift boxes with recycled florals, paper, and wax. Together, they are the Earthy Girls. Hey, Raquel. Hey, Mom. How are you? Doing pretty good. What about you? I think I'm okay. (laughs) Hanging in there? Hanging in there. We've had a big week, haven't we? We're alive. And we're doing a lot. You and I are both working and working to make the podcast bigger and better than ever. So uh, hopefully things are going to, you know, I think we're going to gather some momentum. And then we're going to have to talk about that on Earthy Girls podcast. What is momentum? Let's talk about some physics for a change. But anyways, uh, our show topic is something very simple that you and I both love. And we're going to call out all of our garden girls. Uh, This is our time. This is our this is training uh, camp, right? What do they call that when, you know, all the football players go and the baseball players go? And this is training our camp. Unless you've been working in your greenhouse and your compost all winter, like a lot of us have been. <laughs> yeah. So this is our time, Earthy Girls. Unite. This is our time. So what did you think about our conversation about the Equinox, Raquel? Some people I heard online, they were mistakenly calling it hey, I enjoyed the spring solstice. And I was just like, no, that's not it. But, you know, they're very, they're two very different things. So, you know, that fall has an equinox, the spring has an equinox, winter has a solstice, and the summer has a solstice. So what did you think about that? Yeah, obviously, love talking about spring here. I'm a spring girl and I love this season. I love to reemerge from winter and shake off those winter blues, get in the garden, enjoy the sunshine and the longer days coming from winter. Although we have had some cloudy weather here in the, you know, kind of some cool days this first two weeks of spring, but I love seeing all the flowers pop out of the ground, like my daffodils and my roses and daisies. And I even have some honeysuckle starting to bloom and, you know, just puts me in a better mood. Yes, absolutely. Honeysuckle. That sounds fantastic. But before we talk about what to know about your soil, what to know about how to water, we're going to talk about what we did for the planet this week. And so Raquel, what did you do for the planet this week? Well, I've been working in the barn. I had a week off from events and weddings. So I like to get in there and I've been doing some spring cleaning, which means I've been taking things to donation that I no longer need. That's part of spring is, you know, to clean and to just eliminate and detox things that no longer serve you. And instead of tossing those things in the trash, maybe taking them to your local donation place so that somebody else can enjoy your treasures, right? We always talk about one Mm -hmm. man's trash is another man's treasure. Mm -hmm. And I've been breaking down a lot of boxes. As a florist, I had no idea how many boxes I would be breaking down, cardboard boxes, you know, taking them to recycle. But it's part of my job. And as an earthy girl... I don't have the heart to ever throw cardboard away, especially if I know it can be reused and repurposed. And I even love buying things that are recycled cardboard. So, you know, mm. I like to be 
like to be a part of that cycle. And I've also been in the garden a little bit, composting and getting getting ready to start planting, which we'll talk a little bit later in the show. So what about you? Yes. And by the way, I do have some of your boxes, which I will take back to you when I see you this weekend so that you can. Um, you can actually just break those down and put them in your recycle. I have plenty of boxes over here. Don't worry. I don't, I don't want them back. <laughs> oh, yeah. So break them down yourself. Get a little leg workout in. Break them down. Yeah. Them- for me, you know, my five pillars of progress. And I want to tell people it's progress, not perfection. So develop your own five pillars. What's important to you? You know, purchasing power. Do you go on walks? And you like to pick up litter? Are you someone who's starting a garden and you want to put a bucket in your kitchen sink and capture that rinse water? Or are you somebody who is sick and tired of throwing away food that you spend your good money on and you're not eating it? right? You want to watch that. So you want to monitor that food waste. There's so many different ways that you can be an earthy person. And remember, it's not about being perfect. It's about progress. And that's what we want to talk about. And Raquel, we're fortunate enough to go on a podcast on Monday. And we were talking about that very message. It's small step. People think, oh, it's not going to matter. Whatever I do, it does not matter. Raquel's talked about some friends that are turning off light. You know, it starts there. Just do one small thing every day and develop your own pillars. You will find your way to be an earthy person. Consider this. It's not an inconvenience. It's an investment in future generations. So once you put that kind of mentality You know, I guess that's my my fifth pillar is just, you know, flipping that script, changing that mindset, which you said, Raquel, on that podcast that we did on Monday, you said, I feel good when I do good. That's what you said. Mm -hmm. So I think everybody should adopt that. I feel good when I do good and you can do good. Okay. So enough about what we do on uh, every week for the planet. Talk about something that is near and dear to our hearts, calling out all you garden girls and garden guys. Let's talk about getting ready for Spring Gardening 101. All right, Raquel. So what do we need to know, first of all? Know your zone. Know your zone. So Raquel and I are 8A. So when you know your zone, and you can just Google it, say, buy the Farmer's Almanac. It's, you know, it's going to be something you can take note. You can highlight things. You know, you don't have to get online. So there again, that's an earthy habit, right? You're not plugging in your laptop or your phone. I like to date my farmer's almanac. I like to put my name on it. I like to highlight. I even draw, you know, little flowers. So get your farmer's almanac and find out where your zone is. We are 8A. So people say, why do I need to know that? Why can't I just plant everything in the ground? Well, because guess what? Things grow differently in different types of soil, different types of climate. So you do have to know your zone. And, And trust me. When I first started my garden, Raquel, I did not pay attention to that. I thought, oh, I'm a good gardener. I've got a green thumb. I don't need to even pay attention to that. And I didn't. And I lost plants. Like, I learned hardcore, firsthand, spending tons of money on bougainvillea. Bougainvillea does not grow well in Zone 8A. It grows beautifully in places like Hawaii. Uh, Southern California, it does not grow well here, but yet you will see it sold here in our market. And you think, oh, I'm just going to buy that beautiful hanging bougainvillea. 
okay, you can, but get ready. It's a perennial, but it will not last. So that's a hardcore example of why you need to know your zone. So what's the next one, Raquel? Know your soil. Yeah, know your soil. This is big and this is complicated. So I don't want to say this is something easy to, to figure out. There are like basically four different types of soil and here they are. It could be clay, which is like the, the smallest particle. The next one is going to be silt, sand, and loam. So clay, obviously, if you have a very clay-type soil, try to stick your trowel in that. It's not going to go in. But the ultimate soil is something that needs all of the, those components. So silt, what is silt? Okay, go to your lake, go to your pond, go to uh, a swamp, and there at the very edge is going to be a silt-type soil. Sand. We all know what sand is, right? We walk in sand. Sand is the most porous. It's the finest. And yes, it drains well. It aerates well, but it cannot really hold nutrients. So you really need to figure out, oh, and I forgot loam. Loam is kind of a combination of all, all three, all four. And loam typically will have, you know, a little bit more of, you know, the hubris, a little bit more of your uh, composting and your dead matter. All gardeners love to have, you know, dead matter, which is, you know, i.e. your compost or your dead leaves, uh, pine needles, whatever you have, you know, kind of put away in a corner and let them get wet and then they start to break down. That's your compost. And that's something that every soil wants. But if you're in doubt, which I was for many years, I didn't understand that I have a combination. I have sand and clay, which is bizarre. But because I'm close to a lake, that made sense to me once I started to kind of realize, oh, yeah, that makes sense. You know, I've got both. You know, Texas has a lot of clay, but I'm close to a lake, so I have sand. So that way I can grow things. You know, I started to figure out, I started to figure out, oh, I need to add that organic or add, you know, some of those, that dead uh, matter. So those are the basic soil types. And if you're in doubt, you can order, right, Raquel? Can't you order like a soil sample? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've got a soil kit on Amazon, which is really easy to order. And then you just take a little tube of your soil and then you can send it in and they can tell you what kind of soil you have if you can't really just see or tell on your own. And then you can even get some ideas on what to do. Like you said, if you have clay and it is really thick and we do have a lot of clay in Texas, I actually have clay here at my house as well in my garden Mm -hmm. beds. And so I have to spend a lot of time composting and laying new soil down and a lot of that rich um, decomposed dirt on top of that clay and mix it around so that I can actually have plants that are, um, you know, successful and going to grow and do well and thrive. Yes. And so the next thing about your soil, Raquel, and this is, you know, this is hardcore science. So I don't want to delve too much into it because I'm not the science person here. You know, I'm more the writer and the reporter, but, you know, this is something borrowed from chemistry. You know, we hear about why do I need to drink alkaline water? Why do I need to do that? Because if your body is too acidic, what happens when the body's too acidic, Raquel? 
you know what happens to the, I mean, it's inside, we're cooking too much. So think about your soil. Is it cooking too much? Is it more alkaline? That's what we want. But is it too alkaline? We want some acid in it, or is it too acidic? So that again, you will need to, um, and I hate to say this, don't, if you're going to spend money on your plants in a garden, consult a professional or order a test. There's a lot of different ways you can Google that and find out, hey, is my soil too acidic? Is it too alkaline? And because you want a blend of both. Uh, and it's complicated, you know, and then there's, you know, iron deficient soil. Oh my God, we can just go on to the break of dawn. So when in doubt, if you have the money to spend, consult a professional, but at the same time, if you don't have that and you still want to have a garden, I'm a big proponent of a container garden. That way you can control your soil. You can buy you know, different products at, at any, even, even at the, all the big box stores, you can buy, you know, gardening soil, you can buy planting soil, and then you can, you know, kind of add your own different mixtures to it. You know, you want to add a few coffee grounds, you want to add a few eggshells, you want to add a little perlite, you can make your own soil. So when in doubt, if you, if it's going to be too much of an expense, I would say start with a container garden because you can control that, right, Raquel? Yes. And then, I mean, once you find out what type of soil you have, like clay soil tends to be more alkaline. And so you do need to lower the pH by adding in, you know, different types of soil and mm -hmm. different types of like, for me, I've got a lot of clay here. So I need to bring in more of the compost that mm -hmm. is going to lower the pH. So there is a lot of science involved. But like you said, if you are moving into a new house and you know, no, nothing about the soil at your new place, then yes, you can either oil, order one of these soil tests or, you know, hire a landscaper, which definitely does get expensive. And you and I do our own gardening. So mm -hmm. just kind of first identifying what type of soil you have and then doing some research to see, okay, I've got some clay. It is more alkaline. What can I do to lower the pH? Do and I need to add coffee grounds? Is mm -hmm. it is there not a lot of nitrogen in here? Is it iron deficient? So if you want to be serious and you want to be successful in, you know, vegetable gardening, then you do need to know more about your soil so that you can produce a good harvest. Yes. So when in doubt, check your soil, know what, know what kind of soil you have, what, you know, what variation it is and know how, you know, acidic or alkaline it is. And then remember, you can always augment your soil with compost and you can also augment it with nutrients, you know, and you can do some of that on your own. Yeah. Is it a pain for me to take my K, my reusable K cups out every morning to the greenhouse? I just kind of stack them up and then I take them out and then I put it, you know, I have a glass jar and I put it in there so I can add to my soil when I know I need to. So there are some easy things you can do, you know, cheaper things you can do. Um, but Raquel and I want you to start gardening, but we also want you to understand you can always go back to the container garden because that's how Raquel started out with her apartment. That's how I started out. And then I kind of, you know, kept going and going. And now I have, you know, an actual garden garden in the ground. So uh, the next thing we want to talk about, Raquel, is your mom's favorite thing is water. So uh, <laughs> 
Yeah. Water's everything. Water's the new gold. So here's the rule. A lot of people say you need to put your garden on a timer, you know, specifically and God love them. They have to sell things. You know, people want to come in and sell you a sprinkler system. They want to put everything on a timer. That's not how mother nature works. That's how we people want to work. We like things on timer because it makes us, you know, feel more comfortable. You know, mother nature does not need that. She doesn't need that. Here's the schedule. Mother nature will tell you when your plants need to be watered. They're like people. They get dehydrated. They start to limp. And that's above everything that I've read uh, up with people that I trust. Neil Sperry, he says that don't put your plants on a timer. Water them when they need water. And that means you have to watch them. So, yeah, you know, planting a garden is like, you know, having a family, Raquel. You have to watch them, right? You have to watch your plants. You have to know when they need water. So, and that's a good thing because guess what? That means that you're being more mindful. You're paying attention, enjoying your garden. So think about gardens don't just happen. People that have beautiful gardens, they spend a lot of time and energy and they're, you know, researching and they're reading and they're spending time in their garden and they're pulling weeds and they're watering. If you don't have time and energy for that, then a garden may not be great, a good idea, especially if you are someone who tends to buy a lot of plants and then you forget about them. So start with a, like you said, container garden on your back patio or on your front porch where you're going to see them. I have a friend who says, I want to be a plant mama. So I put them in my window seal in my kitchen so I can see them. I'm like, that's great because then you're going to see them and you're going to know and see that when they're limp and tired and they need to be watered. Um, But, you know, we're in Texas. It's going to get hot here in the summer. And I understand people wanting to put things on a timer so they don't forget. But, um, yeah, your plants need water. They need they need soil. They need water and they need sunlight. (laughs) Those are the three things plants need to survive. Yes. Yes. So Raquel, talk about what you're doing in the garden right now. So, okay, here in North Texas, we still have some chances of some frost or freezes. It's the end of March here. So I have not actually put anything into the ground. I have started to buy a couple little plants to go in in containers in my, on my patio. That way, if I do get a freeze, I can bring them inside. And I've had a couple of friends say, what can I plant now? I was like, just containers for now. That way, if you need to bring them in or, you know, you don't want to have to go out and buy a frost blanket, right? Do you Mm -hmm. have a a frost blanket for your garden, mom? I have so many frost blankets and I just, I folded them all up and put them very neatly underneath uh, in the greenhouse. But I was like, don't store them because you may need them still. (laughs) Yeah, you can still need your frost blanket. So if you are putting things into the ground, Make sure you have a, a frost blanket just in case, especially if you are in more northern states. They're still getting snow. So I know. But here in Texas, I have finally gotten outside in my garden to weed. <laughs> I didn't get to do any of that during the early months this year because, you know, I'm recovering from a knee surgery. So it's still kind of hard to get down on my knees. And um, But now, guess what? All the weeds are coming. And so I've been out in the front garden beds weeding. And I've also been out because I'm 
you know, I'm enjoying my bulbs that are popping up, like my daffodils and my gladiolas are starting to come up. So as I walk around out there, one of my favorite activities is I let the chickens out and then I'll just kind of be in that front part of my yard, you know, weeding and watering and just kind of getting the garden beds really ready for new plants. So that's another thing I'm going to do this weekend is I will tackle the garden boxes where I like to put my vegetables. So they are full of weeds right now. I have let that go through the winter, but I didn't plant anything, you know, through those winter months. So now's the time to get out there, pull weeds. And I have a couple of friends. We'll text each other. Hey, we're pulling weeds today. Let's do this together and make it fun. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, send me your bucket or send me your box or send me your bag of weeds. And we kind of just, uh, you know, encourage each other. <laughs> but guess what? That's how you get a beautiful garden is you take time and you, you get out there and you put labor into it. And so I've been pulling weeds. Also tilling the dirt is great. Like you said, to know your soil, but also doing some aeration because, yeah. you know, through the winter months, there hasn't been a lot of growth. And then you can go in there with the tiller or a hand, even just a shovel. And all mm-hmm. that is, is just getting into the dirt and just moving that dirt around, bringing what's on the bottom to the top. I also will be finally moving my compost soil out into the garden boxes, but first I have to weed, right? And then I'm going to till, and then I'm going to put that compost on top. And so honestly, I really enjoy that part of the gardening. I know it's not really exciting, but for me, like I said, I I compost all winter long, and then I get to reap the benefits in the spring with just this rich, nutrient-dense soil that I get to put in my garden boxes that is free, (laughs) that mother nature did for me so i'm pulling weeds i'm tilling the dirt and you can also use this time to start planting your summer vegetables indoors so the kids and i are planting some summer veggies like tomatoes and peppers peas lettuce and then some things will go directly into the garden next week like if you want to start doing transplants you want to buy which a transplant is just a small plant that's already strong enough to go into the ground so some people like to grow a garden from seed and the benefit of that is that it is so inexpensive so if you are on a budget learning to how to grow plants from seed is wonderful and really fun for the kids you just have to make sure that when you plant that seed that you water it that you watch it grow and then you you help it get nice and strong before it goes out into the garden like we have a lot of wind and rain that happen in april here in north texas so you don't want to put a small little wheat plant into the ground it's not going to survive so if you are knowing Hey, I'm in my region. It's we're not ready to get out there and put plants into the ground. This is a great time to weed. This is a great time to till the dirt. This is a great time to compost, to know your soil, right? Like you said, do a soil test so that way when you are ready in the next few weeks to start transplanting, your soil is going to be ready and good to go. So, I'm also going to start planting some seeds in indoors for summer like zinnias, cosmos and sunflowers. So they're not ready to go into the ground yet, but I can plant them indoors and watch them grow and then hopefully by May, my birthday's in May, Mother's Day's in May. I like to do a lot of the the flowers that time of year, so and Raquel, yes, you are doing everything perfectly as always. But, you know, March is when we had a lot of winds and we had a lot of uh, bad weather because we're about to start April, um, actually on Saturday, April Fool's Day. But here's the thing, guys, uh, wherever you are 
in your gardening journey, journey, wherever you are, you know, take heart. You can start wherever you are because Raquel and I are, you know, we're just here to encourage and, you know, inform and inspire you to take that one small step. And one thing that gardening can do for the planet is what does it do, Raquel? It increases oxygen. You know, that's so important. And you can bring that into, bring the outdoors, indoors to your home. You can teach your children. There's just so many valuable lessons about starting a garden. And Raquel, she loves that, you know, nutrient rich, dark soil, because guess what? For you, Raquel, that's a blank canvas. You can see or you're starting to paint the picture of your garden. So it starts with the soil. Know that soil. Know where you're, you know, know your zone. Well, actually know your zone, know your soil, and then start small. Don't kill plants, please. Don't just go out because it's, you know, you get the spring fever and you're like, oh my God, I want this plant. I just have to buy this. Don't do that. Start small. Investigate, be curious, plan. Make a plan. Yeah. Get a journal. I have a gardening journal and I'll sit down with my seeds. I usually do this in January or February because you can start planting, you know, really early in the winter. Mm -hmm. And so indoors, or if you, like you, you've got a greenhouse, you've got tons of things ready to go. I mean, you've got transplants in there growing from seed that are going to be ready to go in the ground here any day now. So you can, you can get a journal. I have a gardening journal. It's got graph paper on it and you can draw your little box, your garden box. I actually draw a picture of my whole house (laughs) and I put, I put what I'm going to plant in the front of the property, what I'm going to put in the garden boxes, what I'm going to put in my, I have a little herb garden that's on my patio. And that way I can move that in when it does freeze during the winter. And then I also, I can just walk to my back porch and grab some herbs to cook with some basil, some rosemary. And so I actually did let a lot of my things die this winter, sadly enough, but I had a knee surgery and I was focusing on recovery of healing my body and taking care of my family. So sometimes those freezes just creep up on you, you know? So that's what you're talking about. Don't bite off more than you can chew. Sometimes gardening can be a lot, but I went to a friend's house yesterday and she had a new gardening book actually. And it was for Texas zone eight. And she said, I wanted to start doing my own landscaping. I've been spending too much money doing it. And I said, yeah, and it's fun. So we were looking at her book. I said, I actually need to buy this book. It's great. It laid it out. You know, for Texas, we have hot summers. And so there was plants specifically saying not everything that is sold at your nursery because some of the big (laughs) stores, they're not specific to your zone. They don't have native plants. And so like in Texas, we need to plant things that are native perennials in your garden beds that can withstand drought, that can withstand the Texas sun, and that are going to come back year after year and be beautiful. You know, I, I have definitely spent some money you and I've done some trial and error right we've made lots of gardening mistakes but in the beginning I think it's best to get a journal to do some research for your zone what's going to do great and then you know sometimes I will go to my local nursery and just kind of walk around and not buy anything just kind of start seeing what I want to get and what I want to plan and put in my garden and then when it's go time I'll be ready you know my soil's ready I know my zone 
I know what I want to plant. And that way for me, I've spent a lot of time and money making mistakes and it's not something I want to do in this season of my life. <laughs> so exactly. I want to prepare ahead of time mm -hmm. and be, and be successful in my gardening. So. Exactly Raquel. And for those of you young, you know, young women in your thirties, early thirties and starting out and buying your home, you know, if you're blessed to, you know, buy into an established neighborhood, take a walk, see what's working in your neighborhood, you know, see what trees are growing well, see what plants, see, you know, what perennials, take a picture. If you don't know what it is, just snap a pic, go to the garden or just GTS that find out. Well, what yeah, actually, I think the new iPhone, you know, me, I'm a dinosaur with technology, so I'm not sitting on a new new improved version of my phone but i think some of the newer phones actually have you can take a picture of a plant and it'll tell you what it is which is well, mind-blowing to me as a you know i studied <laughs> botany and i had to memorize all of these different mm -hmm. genuses and families of plants and then here you go you know <laughs> 2023 you take a picture of a plant yeah. in the wild and they'll tell you exactly what it is so um, I am, maybe will spend the money to upgrade my phone, but I also love to take a picture and then just go look in my gardening books to try to identify it. The kids and I have bought, we have real, a good time in the spring with our little wildflower book and we just go out into the property and see what we can identify. So I think that is really fun. Obviously I'd study botany in college and love plants and was a science teacher. So I'm just amazed at what technology has done. <laughs> for that but it's it's a benefit right it's a benefit of moving forward in our in our mm -hmm. technology I I there I have mixed reaction to that I mean I'm glad that you uh know things that you know that you learn that you can name the Latin names glad that you know we are able to help you get your education which you work so hard to get um and yeah I'm a little you know being you know, the original earthy girl and with anybody I know, I, I haven't met anybody that's as crazy as me, but I would say, okay, if it makes it easier for you to identify, but still you do have to know some of the basics, you know, know your, know your zone, know your soil, know how to water, know your limitations. I guess that should have been another thing, Raquel, like you said, know your limitations because uh, don't, go grandiose on a grand scale if you're not willing to do it just you know I have a friend I love her to death and uh she has plastic plants everywhere and I was just they I said are those real she goes no I travel she goes I travel all the time she goes I can't water any plants I said well your fake plants look really good <laughs> so here's to you Jennifer thank you for not killing plants uh, cause she travels a lot and, uh, she's happy to say, that, you know, I don't, I'm not going to kill plants. I'm just, you know, I want greenery, but I'm going to buy, you know, silks or solids, whatever. So determine what you want to do with your garden this year. Raquel and I are just here to kind of help educate on some of the basics, know your zone, know your soil, know how to water, but also we need to add this note what your limitations are and what you want to accomplish. And then once you know those four things, then right, Raquel, everything's going to fall into place and grab that journal, just grab a notebook and start daydreaming. And, you know, before you know it, you're going to have the garden of your dreams. 
Yes. And I think that, I think people like to garden. I think it's, it feels good. We've talked about the benefits of getting your, obviously grounding, right? Take your shoes off, go outside, be with the earth, be, you know, with those great, just really good mood boosters. I mean, putting your feet into the ground, putting your hands into the dirt. I have friends that text me and say, oh my gosh, I spent all day in the garden. I know why you love it so much. I feel so much better. I'm like, yes, they're actually mood boosting chemicals in the dirt that make you feel better. You know, you're, you're grounding, you're, you're boosting your mood, you're thinning your blood. There's all these great benefits from being outdoors and it doesn't have to be expensive. You can start from seed you can do little by little. I actually didn't buy any plants over the winter. And usually I'm buying bulbs. I like to plant daffodils and gladiolas. I've learned big, big mistakes here, but I'm learning from my mistakes going from a small backyard garden when I had, I had fences, high eight foot fences, and I had no pests back there. I mean, every now and then I'd have to, you know, buy some, we, we one year we, we bought ladybugs and praying mantis <laughs> to release into our garden because we had a lot of pests but you know I didn't have rabbits I didn't have all these crazy squirrels I didn't have you know I've got a roadrunner back there it's just the rabbits here they have I've have spent so much money and so much time and they have just destroyed so many different varieties of plants and so now I have to plant things that are bunny resistant and I learned that lesson I made that mistake so Planning ahead of time, getting a journal is great. Knowing your zone, knowing what plants will actually survive and thrive. You don't want a plant just to survive. You don't want a little sad plant. You want it to thrive, whether it's a vegetable garden. You want to have lots of produce. You want tomatoes. You want peppers. You want, um, I love, you know, zucchini is so easy to grow. I have friends that will just throw some seeds out in their part of the world and it'll just grow but sometimes that won't work where you're at so you need to know what's going to do well in your zone and then I think planning ahead of time knowing what you want to grow and that way you're not going to I've done it a lot of us love you know retail therapy <laughs> I have spent a lot I'm not a purse girl I'm a plant girl so I definitely spend my money on plants and chickens <laughs> So it's not cheap to garden, but I think that you can do it inexpensively. And I think if it's a hobby that you really want to invest in, then there's so many great benefits. Yes. And uh, we're going to end this episode, but reminding you that next week we're going to come back with more on gardening 101. And yeah, Raquel, let's talk a little bit about pests because that can be a new in the garden, as you well know. I think that's a good one for us to end on. Hey guys, if you're out there in the garden, why don't you send Raquel and I what you're doing in the garden? We would love to hear from you. We're finally getting to a point to where we're, you know, Raquel and I are being asked to be on other people's podcasts because we are the Earthy Girls, but we still want to hear from you because we want to put your voice on air. So Raquel, I think this is a good way to end. We've had a great conversation. I really enjoy talking with you. Uh, and what do we say? Stay earthy, friends. Stay earthy. Bye. The Earthy Girls are here to inform, encourage, and inspire you to take that one small step for our planet. If you like this podcast, leave us a review. If you love it, download it and share it with a friend. And leave us a message. We'd love to hear from you. And y'all stay earthy.